with Jennifer Ashton with tips to help you stay safe during the COVID-19 pandemic. If you're having mild cold or flu symptoms that would not have driven you to seek medical care six months ago, stay at home and call your health care provider or local health department for next steps. Remember, hospital emergency rooms are already busy caring for patients. If you have mild symptoms and go to the ER, you could be putting more vulnerable people at risk. For more, go to cdc.gov. Evening and welcome to Vet Talk on News Talk K57. My name is Sean Weiss. I'm a member of the VFW. Good evening. This is Johnny, a two-line Titanol, member of the Military Order for Mars. And in the booth, trying to get Johnny's microphone working. We get it yet? Uncle Johnny, stop pressing the button. I'm not <laughs> touching. Let me control it. Go ahead, girl. Do your okay, thing. Okay, there you go. We got him now. We got, got him. him. Uh, and Play the again. <laughs> In the booth, we have Jonna taking care of us. Good We're evening. Trying to take care of us tonight. How's that? Yeah? All right. Uh, and we have a special guest in the studio tonight. We're going to have her introduce herself. Tell us uh, your name and what group you're from. Hello, everyone. I am Karina Balesta, and I'm the PAO for Got Your 671. It's a veteran um, group. Well, it's for everyone, as our president would say, John Conception. Um, but I'm glad to be here, and I can't wait to share some of the things we're doing. How's John doing? He, we've had him on the show a couple times. Oh, he's good. I actually got off the phone with him when I was driving here. I was like, John, what am I going to expect? What do I do? Where am I going to be sitting? And he's like, just just be yourself. You'll be okay. Well, you got to watch out for Johnny. I started to say this guy, but not everybody's watching us on TV. Blame me again. Always. It's not the microphone. It's where you're sitting. Okay. Uh, are, are you going to be up for taking some phone calls if needed? Oh, sure. Okay. If you want to call and be part of our show, our phone number is 477-5757. We are broadcasting audio on AM 570, FM 96.5, audio and video on Facebook, News Talk K57, K57.com, and PNCGuam.com. So, they have, I see you have your cheat sheet, Johnny. That's a, that's a good thing. All right, so, um, Karina, uh, mm -hmm. I, I hear you have some uh, events coming up. Uh, yes. Uh, tell, oh, me, tell me about them. First things first, are we on, um, guys in the booth, are we on K57, the live stream? Because I wanted to share that. Yes, we should be. We should be, okay. Sure. I didn't get the notification yet, but okay, I'll watch out. Um, John Conception John Conception's asking if we're on yet, and I know we are. Yeah. Just okay, All right, let's, get, let's get into what you, what, okay. why you came into the show. Okay, okay, okay. 
So I told we you she's a ball of fire, man. <laughs> <laughs> I talk a lot too. Um, so this past um, this past Saturday, we had our island-wide um, beautification cleanup um, for Guam Earth Month, and it was a success. We saw a lot of different groups out there. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our route was like right across district court, but we also ran into other groups. So I think that's a pretty court we ran into. I forgot what other group was. Where, where, where there we're were a bunch of groups. I yeah. heard there was uh, 57 tons mm-hmm. of trash that was picked up over the weekend. That's that's incredible. It was. It was. It was a good event. I'm not sure. Um, I think we should do it quarterly. I don't know. Well, they used Maybe. to do it periodically. So anyway. Um. What else? Um. I have some questions for you. So I want to to ask you guys. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get into let's get into the events that you have coming okay, up first. Okay. So what we we have a lot of things going on. We have a lot of things in the works. But our next event is we'll be helping out the Veteran Affairs Office for Memorial Day. Um, on the 31st at the Veterans Cemetery. Um, I don't have all the details about it, but if on anyone... On the 31st? On the 31st. Of what month? May 31st. May 31st. For Memorial Day. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then our next event, we're planning it, so it's still in the works. Um, if we don't have a <laughs> liberation parade, we're working on a Silkies March mm-hmm. that our Vice President... Um, Oh, okay. That our Vice President Roy Gamboa um, set up with the Irreverent Warriors. So it's, Irreverent Warriors has been around since 2015, and um, it was started by two, <coughs> well, one is still a Marine, I think, but retired Marine Captain Donnie O'Malley. So they each lost some friends to suicide. So they decided to do a Silkies March, so 22 miles with 22 um, in their ruck for the 22 um, veterans um, that commit suicide a day. So what our route is going to be, oh gosh, Roy, I wish you were on here. Can you jump on Facebook and tell me what the route was? I forgot to write it down after we talked. <laughs> um, but I know, I know we're going to visit a few places, but so what you do is get dressed up in your silkies. Do, do you guys know what the silkies are? I do believe so, I yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, not gonna happen. <laughs> Johnny might do it, but I'm not going to. No. For those that Remember are. Remember these? Yeah. For yeah. Oh, no, we never had that when I was yeah. in the no. military. No, no, no. We had those ones that went down to your ankles. Yeah. For those that can't see what we're doing in here, uh, Karina just held up a pair of the uh, Green Army PT shirts. I love it. She said she'd wear it. What about you, Candy? Would you wear these? <laughs> um, so you get dressed up, and it's fun. So their their mission. Their mission is um, to bring veterans together using humor and camaraderie to improve mental health and prevent veteran suicide. So they decided to do this to do this Silkies March, and within three months it became um, 40 events nationwide. Mm-hmm. So um, Roy Gamboa reached out to them, and so on. Hopefully, if everything goes as planned, July 21st will be ours. We're already on their website. Um, so July 21st is actually Liberation Day as well, right? Yes. Okay. So it just, it only if we, we don't have a Liberation Parade. Um, so we're going to do the Silkies March. We're going to, um, we have a route planned. I wish I wrote it down. Sorry, Roy. That's okay. Let me know and I'll be sure yes. I'll put that out yes. as the event gets closer. Yeah. Um, so um, hopefully, it'll, you know, it'll be fun. Um, let me see. So what else is next? Um, what else are we working on? Oh, we're working on some grants to help with 
our mission. We have a lot of stuff planned, but you know, COVID just put a mm-hmm. wrench in it all. <clears throat> and then other things we're doing is um, getting members trained on safe talk and assist. So it's how to talk to people um, that are having suicidal thoughts. So we're working on that. And then um, another thing we always do, well, we've been doing since February 17, is our Battle Buddy Talk. Have you have you guys jumped on to our Battle Buddy Talk? It's hosted by Ray Shinohara. No? Um, let's just go ahead and get the information oh, okay. out for it. Okay. So um, Ray Shinohara is a former Marine um, turned social worker, and so he does this Battle Buddy Talk for other groups. So he started doing it for us on February 17, and we've been doing it every Wednesday at 8 p.m. And it's something that a lot of veterans look forward to. Our numbers are growing, and afterward, we start with a question or a topic. Mm-hmm. So tonight's topic is what made you join the military. And after all the, you know, official stuff is over, we all hang out, we talk story, we have fun, and, and we actually, people that get together and, okay. like, meet each other in person. If, if somebody wants to get onto that, that's Battle Buddy Talk, is that what you call it? Yes. Uh, if somebody wants to get onto that, likely it's not competing with our show because it starts at 8, eight. we yeah, end at 8. eight yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if they want to get into that, how would they do that? Um, so our group is public, so it's Got Your 671, so G-Y, and then the number 671. So if they just search that on Facebook, it's public and then all of our posts you should be able to see all of our posts and um, Ray posts about it every um, Wednesday or a couple days leading up to it mm-hmm. and um, yeah it's, it's it's something that a lot of veterans look forward to and it changes every week Karina if I may um, yes I, I've been following GY671 and Johnny okay. and uh, from its inception you know the beginning mm-hmm. and, and at this point in time Approximately how many members do you have now? In Facebook, we have about 763, I think, right now. And it's growing, like, every every week it does. Okay, every so week approximately it 700 to 800. Yeah. Which is a quite, it's quite an accomplishment, and it's been very... Uh, oh, sorry, 737. Excuse sorry. me, 37, 67. <laughs> all you millennials I are so... I want to go fact-check, I'm sorry. fact-check. <laughs> <laughs> you got me, girl. <laughs> Go ahead. What was your question? I forgot. <laughs> well, it was about concerning GY671. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an up and coming, and I'm telling my my six, seven grandsons, who are all in different military aspects, mm-hmm. Air Force, Army, National Guard, that, you know, to get with Johnny and and get online and get in get in the uh, formation, you know, help them out. What you mean? So, so you come from zero to six seven one, or seven hundred and thirty seven. Th- thirty seven. <laughs> okay. Just All right, just <laughs> for a small island like this, you know, <clears throat> for a small particular territory, is that's quite an accomplishment. Now, was that the number of members you have, or just the people that are following you on Facebook? Um, people that are following us, following us on Facebook. We um, we did have a dr- like a drive to you know registered members. We tried to do it last year, but um, we had a table with registration forms. You, this was when we did the um, the 22th on Liberation Day as well, the march or bike ride with, um, oh gosh, Roy and Ray, where you guys at? 
<laughs> but anyway, you um, so so we tried to do that, um, but you know, it everyone was like ready to go home, and it was hot, so we yeah. didn't like do the whole because everyone had to go to the main pavilion, and it was just yeah, you know, yeah, too much work. Yeah. Um, but we do try to get the numbers up, but then you know, COVID. We did have a few meetings, and then you know, COVID. Right. In person Good old COVID. <laughs> And just to do a quick recap, uh, mm -hmm. uh, got your 671, which is the group that you're representing here tonight. Uh, you guys are going to be at the uh, Veterans Cemetery down in PD to help clean up on May 31st. Um, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure what the details are of what we're going to be oh, doing. Just the day. Okay, yes, May 31st. Help out now. Oh, the and Veterans they were Center. called the Freedom Grinders last year. Thank you for that info, Freedom Grinders, from last year. Oh, that's the writing writing group, right? Yes, okay. yes, yes. You're getting me confused. You're throwing too much I know. information I'm sorry. at me. Sorry, I know. I have a lot of info. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, again, that's not be on May 31st. <laughs> then the the Silky March is to coincide with Liberation Day on July 21st. If there's no liberation liber Liberation Day parade. Yes. Okay. And that's to help uh, again raise awareness for suicide prevention. Uh, you said there was two people that have since. Uh, committed suicide since our last wave, I think. Is that what you said? Um, no. So, so er, I was recently. talking about irreverent warriors, and so their mission um, is to it was to march 22 miles with 22 on their back for, oh. for the 22 veterans that um, committed oh. suicide a day. 22 a day. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I was I, I, I was uh, busy chatting with the engineer when you were saying that. It's okay. <coughs> Okay, uh, and that's the Silky March. Yes, that's the Silky okay. March. Then uh, Battle Buddy Talk every Wednesday night on Facebook, GY671. It starts at 8 o'clock every Wednesday. Yes, 8 p.m. every Wednesday. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, cool. Jenny, you have any questions? No, but uh, what was your takeaway at the commission meeting this last week? Uh, I noticed you were there, and... I was looking to see if you're taking notes because you come up with some impeccable notes, girl. Well, I had a, I have a good memory, and if I read something, then I could, you know, or if I listen to something, I can repeat it back. Did you notice anything about memorial services? What the government's going to do and what the uh, commissioners planned on doing? Not, not in the commission meeting that we were both in <laughs> last week. Was it last week? Well, you're sly too, girl. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> was it like my, my take on the, on the memorial service was that mm -hmm. many many a call fewer chosen. Yes. Okay. Like they did last year. Yeah. You know, this you had to be hand picked and you know, six feet apart and all this and you're out in the open air and open sky. And I thought it was I thought it was I got a word for it, but I can't say it on TV. <laughs> okay. Or or the radio. Or the radio. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the commission meeting was last Friday. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. But it started I believe at three o'clock and went to I don't know. I, I know it was after four. Well that was my first commission meeting and it was quite interesting. And I took a lot of notes. Yeah. And Tom and you're listening, Tom. The Annie's up. He's it's not fifty seven to fifty eight, it's sixty four million. That the vets whether you're disabled or not, or retired, or what, that's our annual contribution to the island. Sixty-four million. And that was given to me by the Director of Veterans Affairs. Oh, cool. Tim. So that's as of 2020? As of this day rise right now. Wow. Okay, um, let's see. Uh, battle Buddy Talk. Uh, what was the topic for tonight's Battle Buddy Talk? What made you join the military? What made you join the military? Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, what made uh, you? 
Well, you know, because some people join because, you That's know, too their, long ago. their grandfather joined or their uncle joined or their dad joined or no other opportunities or just so many reasons. Like Didn't want to flip burgers forever? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why did you join? I didn't want to flip burgers forever. Oh. No, I was third generation of military I, I couldn't careers. afford college. That's why I didn't take the GI Bill. Oh, we did talk about that earlier, didn't we? About the yeah, GI Bill? Yeah, yeah. The forever GI Bill? Mm-hmm. GI Bill in general, I think. Yeah, well, now it's a forever. Yeah. Don't have to pay for it. And when Johnny and I were in, we still had to pay, I think, $100 a paycheck or a month or something. No. It was it was a four year ride for me. Oh, was it? Yeah, see, so I had to pay a hundred bucks. My condition was different when I was when I uh, got out of the military than yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I know when I joined in '88, uh, they they set you down and give you the whole spill why mm -hmm. it's good for you. And it, the GIP program is a great program. Mm -hmm. uh, but when when you're making five hundred dollars a month, and they're going to say we're going to take a hundred dollars out of this so you can have the GI bill. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't think I want it. So I didn't take it. <coughs> I didn't, I don't recall them saying that. They said, you sign this paper, you're going to Vietnam, get shot, and then we're going to give you everlasting benefits as long as you're alive. <laughs> that was my conception of the, yeah. uh, the VA GI Bill. Yeah, okay, well, well, we'll get back into that later. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Karina, you were actually at the, uh, the Admiral's uh, Outreach for, to the veterans, uh, that was basically two weeks ago. Can you put that on mute? Oh yeah. <laughs> I forget the mic hears everything. Yes. Uh, uh, what, what did you think about the admiral's little briefing that he gave us? Oh, I really liked it. I um, we, we, you mentioned on your show uh, that you liked it. It was a good presentation. Mm -hmm. Um, I like his graphics. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, it got some people rattled, but I mean, it's history. Uh, we can't avoid it. Oh yeah, it's it's and it's, it's we're, we're, out, we're out here in the middle of the Pacific. It's that's yeah. for sure. The truth. What's uh, going on right now? Yeah, Guam yeah. is 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 and always will be a strategic yeah. location for the military. And I'll go ahead and put this out now. I was contacted by his office today, mm -hmm. and he's planning on being on the show here live in person on May nineteenth. Oh, oh, perfect. Right. Oh, great. Is he going to answer, uh, give us some answers to the questions that we asked? I don't have that information yet. Tune in May 19th. and um, he, He's real good about getting back to to the questions that was given to him. Mm -hmm. So I would say yes. Okay. I would say yes. Well, my question that I had was, <clears throat> why is the process to get um, the service-connected veterans can get on base now, right? Mm -hmm. But why is it a different process at Anderson and Navy? A Navy had to, you know, make an appointment, show up to the appointment, like call 30 minutes before I head there, call five minutes when I'm there, get a sticker, and then up at Anderson, I have to get a piece of paper mm -hmm. after I show. I actually got the piece of paper today because I lost the one I had in, in the gate guards the past two times. They've been really nice to me and letting me in. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're like, we know you, you, you've been here. I'm like, yeah, I have been here, but I lost the paper. So today I got it. So my question was, the last time I tried to get into Anderson, um, why did the, the guard scan my ID? She said, actually, he's not supposed to scan your ID. I'm like, well, then what is he supposed to do? She said, well, he's only supposed to look at your piece of paper. And so I tested it, and it worked. So he knows to look at your piece of paper, but he doesn't have to look at your, your service-connected veteran ID because 
a base pass is a paper. base pass. Yeah, and then well, I mean, you had to show a picture ID to to prove who you are. Well, and then the the ID was well, I mean, my my face was on the piece of paper, but um, <laughs> it's only a year. So every year we have to do it. So that was my question to him was, why do we have to have two different processes? Why can't we just streamline it? And yeah, if I remember correctly, I think he said, uh, that's a good question. I'll get back to you. Yes, his PAO actually wrote it down. And then after the meeting, right. I went and verified him. Like, do, do you need me to, to you know, reiterate my question, repeat it? And then he said, no, I got it down. I'm like, okay. So hopefully, you know, that gets results because it's frustrating you know having to have two different processes when you said hey these can come on base right and uh, there was a, a news article that came out yesterday that we we're going to get into after the top of the hour we already had one phone call but I'm sure he's going to call back after the top of the hour uh, we still have a little time there Johnny I know you're I'd looking like to make, watch make mention to the listening audience that uh, our guest tonight she is a veteran she's you were in the Air Force, right? Yes, I was. And uh, you, you've you been through the hoops and loops and all this kind of stuff. But just to let the audience know that, you know, we didn't find her hitchhiking down Marine Drive. <laughs> she's an actual visitor, and we invited her on board because she's an actual veteran. And her work with uh, GY671 is very commendable. And uh, she's, a, she's a both. How, how many years did you do? Fifteen. Wow, you got me before. I did love <laughs> I wanted to stay, um, but I got my boarded out, so, uh, yeah. Can you explain that? Can you? Well, it's kind of the things we talk about um, on our Bada Buddy talks. So you guys you guys should join in. You know, when you go home. You get the opportunity to explain <laughs> it. I don't know what the Th hell you're talking about. This is a vet talk now. show. Yeah. This is a veteran talk right. show. Right. You, okay. you amongst okay. friends, girls, don't worry. Okay. So um, I got my boarded out in 2019, so um, I was in the Air Guard, so... Uh -huh. I always did my service in the Air Reserve, but I joined the Air Guard when I um, PCS'd to Nebraska, so I had to find my own unit. So when we came back home, I had to find, oh, not that I had to find somewhere, but I was always um, going back and forth to Nebraska to do my to do my military time. So I was like, you know, I'm so expensive for you because I was in finance. So I, was, I was like, I cost you guys a lot of money. I know how much I cost. So last time I went there, I stayed a month. Um, because it was so expensive. I got, they paid for my ticket, my hotel, my rental car, per diem, and so... So you didn't uh, enlist on Guam? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, you I did? did? Yes, oh, okay. I enlisted in 2004 um, with the 44th APS up at Anderson. Oh, okay. So you're an original Chamarita that <laughs> joined the military in Yes, here. 15 Guam years. is my home record, yes. 15 years. That's yes. a long time. That's five years after I got out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was 40 years after I got out. Four years before you thought it. Never mind. <laughs> 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 hey, um, Where are we at now? <laughs> so you, you talked about the three events that you have coming up and the fact that you uh, were out with the island beautification this past weekend. Do you have any other upcoming events that you want to talk about? Um, besides the Silkies March and the Memorial Day event, no. But I mean... We'll hop on if you guys ever want to invite us. We have a lot of things, you know, in the works, but we just, nothing's official or final yet, so mm -hmm. I can't really talk about, you know, what's not final yet. Mm 
<laughs> but um, I did mention, when I was on a Zoom call last week about, what were we doing? We're talking about some budget something or something upcoming. And there were like public comments we had to do when I was like, so, you know, representing got, got Your 671. And then someone came on and was like, well, what about the veterans? And then I waited for them to finish talking. And I was like, oh, yes, I'm representing Got Your 671. And we're new and we're not going anywhere. We are here to stay. Mm -hmm. And we're going to work these um, issues for veterans. I mean, there's a lot of issues that we deal with. I mean, there's the whole getting on base. There's the filing your claim. I was just telling John Conception on the way over, like, two years ago, I tried to get on to the Naval Hospital and they gave me such a hard time. And there's just so much miscommunication between... Um, the gate guards and the actual past and ID office at both locations, Anderson and Navy, and I'm like, why can't you just tell them that? Like, did you tell them that? Because they're telling me something different. And I told John, I was like so frustrated. Like, I asked to speak to every single person up the chain, and then I was so frustrated. I told John, I was like, I was in at infusion, you know, infusion right. outside the gate at Navy. I was like, I was so frustrated by the process that I was like crying, and then the boss <laughs> gave me my coffee for free. <laughs> and then John was laughing, but I'm like, I got a coffee for free, but I'm seriously frustrated. Could you? imagine and I even told the person that I was talking to I was like you know I'm a young veteran could could is, is this how you treat all veterans like because you know I'm I'm younger like what what would you do to an older person like how how are they supposed to take that are they just supposed to like oh okay listen to you well I'm the kind of person that doesn't like no for an answer I want an yeah. answer yeah well two years ago there was a <laughs> lot of things that were changing with the access to the base and everything so I think uh, I think there's a lot of miscommunication mm -hmm. there uh, was. Uh, I, I'm sure there was because we, we got a lot of phone calls during that time frame so uh, and I, I my understanding is they've got most of the bugs worked out but not completely because uh, initially uh, the question that you had asked was uh, why is there two different systems, one for the Navy, one for the Air Force? Mm -hmm. uh, initially, it was supposed to be one. You, you get access to one, you have access to both. Mm -hmm. Why that changed, uh, I, I'm really not sure. Well, I think the question, the reason why I asked is because um, I think we're still the Joint Region. I'm not sure. I know some of the civilians up at Anderson um, switched back to Air Force civilians. Mm -hmm. But I was, I was a civilian there um, up at Anderson. I was an Air Force federal civilian um, in 2009 before I left to Germany and then when I came back they're like oh you have to change your ID I'm like why oh because we're Navy civilians now I'm like oh okay um, so I know ID recently so I know recently um, they became Air Force civilians again so I mean I'm not sure when they're you know we're not going to be a joint region again but I mean if we are a joint region why can't they get together and work that out well no it, it, that's a contractual thing if you're a uh, Air Force civilian your ID card has to say Air Force mm -hmm. if you're a Navy civilian it has to say Navy if you're working with the Coast Guard it's got to say Coast Guard no no no, no I get that but my my point was if we're still a joint region mm -hmm. then this should be something that we can work out yeah, and, and we'll see what the yeah, what the admiral has to say. On the 19th. I'm not going to put words into his mouth. On the 19th. Yes. Maybe it'll be one of my Facebook questions, or, or I'll call in. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to me, Yeah, because I, I, I don't blame me for this. I don't. I don't watch the Facebook while I'm, while we're live on the air. So, uh, my question is, the Air Force. You have the original gate, but now. They send you down the road five miles. Mm -hmm. Then you go into this other gate and this other gate, and then you show your ID card. Then you drive back five miles, and you end up right at the bottom of that circular section. What kind of jive is that? 
Well, they, to wait. And gas is built, expensive. Yeah, they, they have so many gates. So there's the main gate, which we're used to, and then that's the north gate you're talking about. Which yeah, you yeah, have I to, like, know what the down. gates are, but I'm mm -hmm. saying, why are they doing that stupid stuff when they could just open the gate, put a couple guards there, and the POVs come through, and as long as you don't come through with a busload of penguins or something. Well, you know, you know I used to write about Anderson. Huh? I used to work up at Anderson for security forces. I actually used to man the past an ID office. Yeah, but if you got an ID card that says, you know, you're eligible and you go through. And if you're not, they just turn you around. You just go around like that and get out. You don't have to go five miles down here, five miles. You know, I mean, it's America's got a lot of money to spend. It's probably a manning issue, too. Oh, you, you, you don't have that many Air Force people? <laughs> All right, guys. All right, with 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 that. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> with that again, we have uh, Karina Ballista. Did I pronounce that right? Ballista. Ballista, yeah. <laughs> uh, from Got Your Six Seven One. Uh, she's been on the air with us for the first half of the show, talking about the events that she has coming up. Uh, I'll give you a little time to do a couple of closing remarks. Karina. Okay. Um, thanks for having me. Um, it was it was a joy. Um, talking to you guys and thank you for letting me share all the stuff that we have going on and hope to be on again yeah well as as the dates get mm -hmm. a little closer uh you can either call in or maybe we can have you back on to talk about the individual uh details for each event as they come yes, up yeah. oh well roy um roy the one remember gamboa was telling you the vice president that was that's organizing the silkies march he asked me to call out all the services um to join us for the silkies march and most especially the <laughs> active duty marines at camp Blas. let me see those skivvies over there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then also oh, roy roy is. said that um uh, when a registration does open yeah. up if we can um come on oh, and talk like to you guys about it sure registration for the irreverent um, I don't think they'll fit so you. Okay. <laughs> can, can, can people see what we're what we're? Well, what we're only showing? only if they're watching the video. I mean, if they're listening on the radio, it's kind of hard to see it through the radio. <laughs> so I'm holding up some silkies. <laughs> okay. Again, there's a uh, uh, Karina from Got Your Six Seven One. It's been a pleasure having you on the show, and we're up against the CBS News. So this is Vet Talk on News Talk K57. We'll be back right after the CBS News. Very good. Five seventy AM KGUM Hagatna Glob. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by an SMG reserves the right to maintain control over the show as to keep within the guidelines of the FCC. If you have any comments or complaints, you can contact SMG. At SMG, we strive to present the best product we can. We value your opinion, and we thank you so much for listening and tuning in to News Talk K57. Everything from A to Z. 26 letters from A to Z. Your talk, your station, News Talk K57. Hi, I'm Wallace the World Roberto, also known as the Mass Man with Premier Properties Management. 
Are you in financial trouble? I buy, sell, on and off island houses, condos or land. Call me at 649-5363. Call my friend, Trader Horn, Monday to Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. to buy, sell, or trade just about everything else. Trader Horn, brought to you by me, Wallace the World Roberto. Only here on News Talk K57. Pearl in Guam listens online and on K57KGUM. Big shout out Thank you. to our brave women and men at Anderson Air Force Base and Big Navy U.S. Naval Base. They are listening to us on News Talk K57 on Guam. 570 a.m. K57.com, PNC Guam.com, the K57 apps. And now on 96.5 FM. You're locked on. This week, we take a look back at some of our favorite Dave Ross commentaries. Today's is sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Here's Dave Ross. Nordstrom sells a lot of expensive distressed jeans, but this week, it started selling jeans that were not only distressed, but distressed with simulated caked-on mud. From coast to coast, people were either condemning Nordstrom or pounding the keyboard yelling, for sake, why didn't I think of that? But the ultimate condemnation came from the host of Dirty Jobs, Mike Rowe. As a country, what are we, what the hell are we doing, man? This is a world completely defined right now by fake everything. But you're all missing the point. Just like Mike, I have real dirty jeans, including my X-rated pair with the Gorilla Tape and staples holding the crotch together. And I can tell you that each pair carries a painful memory. Because all of my dirty jeans began as spotless brand new jeans, until the day I decided it's a minor repair. I can do it without changing clothes. What's the chance I'm going to smear roofing tar all over my spotless jeans? Nordstrom's pre-ruined jeans solve that problem. They eliminate the pain of ruining perfectly good jeans, and by making dirty jeans a high fashion item, I can proudly wear my weekend clothes to work. And the other reason I hope this catches on, if the market price for dirty jeans is now $425, my Goodwill clothing donations are a bigger write-off than Trump's real estate deals. Brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Remember, customize and save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Good evening and welcome back to Vet Talk on News Talk 857. My name is Sean Watts. I'm a member of the VFW. Johnny and Tulai Titano at your service. I'm on Military Order Purple Heart. Tom Devil, Military Purple Heart. Welcome back, Tom. Yeah, Tom. You like your vacation? I wish it was longer. 
<laughs> and we have Jana in the booth taking care of us. Good evening. Yeah, what what a, what and a perfect candy song. Too. Uh, candy too. Candy's in there too. Yeah. Hey, Candy. Getting trained up for the vet talk show. He's a vet. Yeah. Yeah. But I was going to say, uh, what what a perfect song to bring in uh, this hour of the show. Chain of Fools. Chain of Fools. Uh, I like the original song. You, you like the original? That was the original. That was the original. Uh, is, is his microphone on? I don't hear him. Tom? Yes. Okay, there you are. There you are. Just want to make sure everybody can hear you. I love everybody out there. <laughs> okay, I don't even... Okay, let's just go ahead and do... Let's just jump straight into this. Uh, if you want to call and be a part of our show, our phone number is 477-5757. Again, we're broadcasting on AM 570, FM 96.5. We have audio and vid video on uh, News Talk K57. That's Facebook. Uh, K57.com and PNCGuam.com. And Channel 2, I guess, is... is uh, and the Weather Channel. Yeah, but it's not working. On, on right. both... Uh, it's not working? No, it's not working right. Ah, uh, I did not know that. Now you know. Now you know. All right, let's go ahead. We didn't do the announcements at the at the beginning of the show, so let's go ahead and jump straight into the announcements. Johnny. Uh, other than the uh, Military Order Purple Heart Convention coming up on May 7th, I think. Gosh, I forgot. Well, uh, we're having an annual convention. Is that a Friday? Uh, yes. May 7th is a Friday. Okay, let's, let's call it Friday. Okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know. You're making me look bad here, John. I know. You're doing that all on your lonesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. Bobby, will you please call in and give him the uh, phone's the ringing number. already. Uh oh. <laughs> Tom, what do you have? I have nothing. All right. Uh, this past weekend, District 6 BFW had their elections for the incoming year. Uh, congratulations go out to Brad Rizzola out of Saipan, Mariano Forjardo as the senior vice. And Gary Hendricks as the junior vice of the district. And, uh, Congratulations. I got, and I got elected as the quartermaster for the district again. All right. Nobody else wanted the job? Uh, I, maybe. Is that what it is? You know, the we got it by default. Is that what uh, you're trying to tell maybe. everybody? Uh, okay. Uh, nobody else wants it. Okay. Nobody else wants it. That's actually a pretty easy position because, uh, one, we don't have any money. Oh, we do, but it's not a whole <laughs> lot. So it's very, very, very little work, actually. Welcome to a lot of veterans' organizations, uh, lately. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there was a. I, I was told about this earlier, and Tom, you actually gave me the the clip out of the newspaper on this. Mm -hmm. uh, exchange access to be expanded to vets employees. Uh, I know we had a phone call at the beginning of the show, and I apologize to the caller because uh, I knew it was about the space access, mm -hmm. and and we had a guest in talking about uh, some events that their organization was doing, and I didn't want to interrupt that. Okay. Uh, I just want to make sure I got that out there. Uh, bottom line, guys, this base access that they're talking about does not really affect the vets. Doesn't affect the vets whatsoever. If you're service connected, you can get on base if you get the base access. You still mm -hmm. have to go through the process mm -hmm. of getting access to both the bases to get the commissary and the exchange. Again, that is service connected. I know the article talked about uh, uh, honorable discharge veterans have an access that is online only online only you can't go in person to the commissary 
or the exchanges. Mm -hmm. okay. I don't think the commissary is involved in this, just the exchange. And the annex. Right, there's, not, a, there's not an online commissary. Yeah. Yeah, but the, uh, the exchanges are online. Mm -hmm. If you have an honorable discharge, you can go register online and order. Uh, if you're ordering a big item, though, I don't know if you're going to get that shipped to Guam. Uh, and I don't think you can pick it up at the exchange. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. But I, I think this article is talking more to the uh, DOD civilians that are on base. Mm -hmm. uh, I put a question into Joint Region today uh, after I read the article. Uh, I have not heard back. So if I hear something, I will definitely put that all on the air next week. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks, looks like you have a, a questioning look on your, your face. No, no, I understand what you said, but when you read the article, it, it was, uh, people <laughs> would interpret it the way I originally interpreted it. Right. Just by reading the article. I, I read it too, and I had to go back uh, because the article online uh, actually had a link to the the uh, uh, to the letter that was talking about this, oh, okay. and it's dated January 2020. Oh, okay. Right. So it's it's still the same thing, same thing that we've been dealing with the whole oh, time. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and go to the phone line. Okay. All right. Hey, Randy, welcome to Vet Talk. How you doing tonight? Roger that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, our veteran um, spouses uh, after the veteran passes, this is going to be one simple question. Okay. Has there been a change on what they will be receiving, or uh, should it be more direct? What will they be receiving? What is the percentage that will be decreased in girth mm, uh, from what the veteran's receiving, and then after he or she passes for the spouse that's it uh, you know that, that, that's a that's a real good question randy uh yeah. however <laughs> uh I, I don't have a good answer for you and i'm looking at tom and, and john here uh john might have something i'll let him talk to my get understanding if you and your wife have been together for longer than five years your your uh, percentage will be passed on at 50 percent less but it will continue throughout her lifetime and that and that doesn't depend on whether that doesn't matter whether she remarries or not that's how i understand it now the girls down at the the veterans office if they're listening they can probably come up with a better answer than that yeah and I, that's why i was gonna let you talk then i was gonna jump back on uh the the best bet is to go down to the guam veterans affairs office down in assen and have all your information for them to look at and they could probably tell you exactly what you need to hear you know why i um uh, i respect the judicial out there for the the veteran but uh i did this purposely just for a lot of those especially those who have, uh, have passed on uh one way or the other suicide or, or just uh CIA or, or an obvious uh from all the wars um I just want to get this out to our, our, our veterans. Oh, I appreciate and, the uh, question. Yeah, but yeah, we can get this action mm -hmm. on military.com. I just wanted to see if you guys have that information with you, uh, the current information, because there's ha there has been a change. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we're, we're not completely up on the day-to-day -day changes where, where the uh, Guam Veterans cool. Affairs cool. office, uh, office I, I, I should be. You guys might have that. So we'll go ahead and rock that, and uh, we'll get some information. And what we'll do is, uh, if anything, we'll, we'll get it to you 
Commission. Uh, you guys are doing a great job. Uh, thanks a lot. I appreciate your, your efforts and your time. All right, Randy. Thanks for your phone call. We appreciate it. Roger that. And not only that, uh, each, each veteran is different. Mm -hmm. Each situation is different. Exactly. Uh, there's a lot of working pieces in that. Mm -hmm. uh, you just can't say, okay, this is the policy because it's, it can't be a blanket policy. So the, the guys down at the Aston office should be able to help you out with all that information. And we have uh, on line two, welcome to Vet Talk. How you doing? Hello. Hello. Oh, I recognize Hi. This is Bobby. Hi, Bobby. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I just wanted to make an announcement on the on the uh, Purple Heart Convention because <laughs> so my husband over there didn't have all that information. <laughs> go ahead and correct Johnny for us. <laughs> yeah, but it is on May seventh. Oh, I uh, it, it, it starts at six p.m. and it's it's going to be over at the uh, Aconte Mall um, Dingle Hall where the Purple Heart does their uh, where they're the nonprofit for Bingo. You, you said Aconte Mall or that's not the Compton Mall. That's the... Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It's uh, the um, one where uh, Kings and... What do you call that uh, one? The one at uh, Kings and Harmon? Uh, uh, I, want, I'm, I want to say Companion Mall, but uh, Compadre's Mall. Compadre's, Companions, Friends. I don't get north of the airport very often. I don't yeah, play so bingo. Yeah, <laughs> You should have known that you played bingo. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right, so you're not supposed to mention that on the air. Oh wow! Well, <laughs> why? I'm still filing the taxes. Oh, <laughs> see, Bobby, you're getting you're getting uh, Bobby, Bobby in trouble. In trouble. trouble. <laughs> but all right, so Stop mate, mate, it, Tom. Yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, MOPH is having their convention May seventh, six o'clock, Compadres Mall at the Bingo Hall. Right. Wall. Yeah. There you go. The bingo hole building. Okay. Thank you, Bobby. If you see me in jail, <laughs> come visit me. You okay. You guys have a great evening. Good show, by the way. Uh, thanks, Bobby. Thank thanks for the phone call, as always. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. We have another, another call. Uh, we have uh, Char. Char, welcome to Vet Talk. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing. I'm sorry I tuned in late and maybe somebody asked this question, but yesterday my brother-in-law, who is a, a veteran with a disability, you know, uh, I guess service-related. Service-connected? Yeah, service-connected. Uh -huh. He was going up to Anderson to do uh, shopping, mm -hmm. and the guard would not let him go in. Okay. Uh, can I ask is a question? Yes. Uh, my question on that, has he gone to pass an ID to request the access to base yet? Um, yes, he, I believe he has because he's been given access to both bases for the past uh, half a year. Okay. Uh, that, well, that's my first question. So I, I don't know why they would have uh, restricted his access. So my husband was driving him. My husband is a, a veteran. Does he have he, base access? He was told, you can go on base, sir, but your passenger cannot. Correct. You need to go to the, and get a pass for him. Okay. There, that's the rest of the information I needed. 
yes, okay. everybody everybody in the vehicle has to have base access. If, okay. if, if your husband is the primary caregiver, then yes, he needs to go to the passing ID and get the uh, access to the base just like your brother did. If he's not okay. the primary caregiver, then he's, he'll still have to go get base access and that be dependent upon if they give it to him or not. Well, what happened was my husband was just talking and he said he went to the other gate mm -hmm. and the guard at that other gate just allowed them to go in. Oh, you just got somebody in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't mention which gate, whether it was north or main. <laughs> But yes, no, the policy, the policy is the service-connected individual, once they get the passing ID and request the access, which you said he's had for six months, should be able uh -huh. to get on base with no problem. Okay. Uh, however, there is a 100% ID check. Everybody in the vehicle has to have base access, and that sounds like why they got turned around. Okay. There is no, uh, right. what they used to call that... Uh, yeah, they they shut down the trust, trusted traveler program uh, about two years ago, mm -hmm. a little over two years ago. And according to the admiral, it, it, it will not, not come back. Not yeah, back. actually, uh, the admiral told us that the outreach <laughs> that the uh, trusted traveler program was shut down years ago in the states. It just took a while for Guam to actually implement the and get the 100% ID check again. Um, my, my husband is saying that he has a DOD and a veteran card, but he was allowed access. But my brother-in-law, who just has the veteran card, uh, was not allowed. But he has to go to both bases or just one? Both. You have to go to the past ID at both bases, unfortunately. At both bases? Yeah. And uh, oh, wow. that, that is a question that we asked the Admiral when we had uh, the meeting with him. And uh -huh. he, he was going to be looking into that. And he's scheduled to come on to the show on May 19th. And May 19th. And, yeah, and may, hopefully he has a question or an answer to that question. Okay, I will be listening at that on that date. Great. From the beginning. <laughs> you guys, yes, thank please. you for doing a good job. All right. So you, you guys have a great night. Thanks for the phone call. Thank you. Thank you. Right, bye. Bye-bye. So, yeah, uh, that, that's been a big issue in the Trusted Traveler Program, which was nice, but uh, it, it, it doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, okay, um, where were we? We were still yeah. on announcements, right? I don't have any announcements. You don't have any announcements? No. Come on, Tom. I don't. Wow. Tom, uh, you weren't at the commission meeting. No, I was not. Are you going to make an announcement over that? <laughs> no, but uh, I just wanted to let you know that. Did you miss how me? much money does it? Does oh. it that's uh, how much do we generate? Huh? I'll bet you don't know. <coughs> no, I don't. You know why I don't know? Sixty-four million. No, no. John is a hundred percent right. Huh? <laughs> John is a hundred percent right. The figure that you and I used to give out. Yeah. Fifty-five million dollars. Yeah. That's ten years old. Yeah. I don't know today what money the veterans on Guam generate. Well, that I, is a problem. I learned, I learned via the grapevine okay. from a very potential source. Oh, I'd love to hear It's that. up to $64 million. I'll take it. Just for yeah, general right. information. Then. Yeah. And the boys out in Radio Land. We generate $64 million. That's how much we're worth to the government of Guam yeah. annually. 
And, and again, uh, that's including of uh, uh, GI Bill, mm -hmm. uh, VA home loans, uh, disability checks that are coming in. Uh, uh, there's a lot. Yeah, there's there's a lot of lot of programs that get put into that that mm -hmm. generate the uh, health health cares in the, that number oh, as well. Yeah. Big time health care. Big time. Uh, so it's not just the. Uh, disability money coming into Guam. It's a lot of programs that make up that money. Now that John brought that up, it, it, it's a question that I have is that the government of Guam, the executive branch, you have mm -hmm. statistics. If they don't know, within reason, how mm -hmm. much money the veterans bring into the coffers of Guam, mm -hmm. how can elected senators decide what type of money to give the veterans on Guam with respect to the Veterans Affairs budget? Huh? It, it's really difficult for everybody. Now, I remember over 10 years ago, it was in the Calvo administration, we went up there to the executive branch, and we asked, is there a program or is there information that you can give us that would tell us how much money veterans are going to generate in various veterans programs, like you said, mm -hmm. uh, GI Bill benefits, hospital, blah, 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 blah. And they said, well, give us 20 minutes. And we sat there, or myself, we sat there. And uh, 20 minutes, they came back with about, uh, say, about 10 or 15 pages. And they said, the information is in these pages. All you have to do is just look at it, each page and just underline what you think, you know, uh, GI benefits, uh, UOG, GCC, medical benefits with various, you know, clinics or whatever, and you can add it up yourself. And it came up to approximately $55 million. But today, the local government can't do that. This is what they're saying. They can't do it. They don't have that information. I find that hard to believe myself personally. Oh, yeah. That they don't have the information in a printout to tell the veterans on Guam and the families how much the veterans community generates every year. Well, within you, reason. You know, you know both uh, uh, geo, uh, the university... UOG, yes. uh, GCC, mm -hmm. uh, they have the documents of where that money comes from, from, from everybody that gives them money. If it's GI Bill, it's listed as GI Bill. The hospitals, if it's a veteran getting money through the VA program, they have that information. The, the information is out there. I, I know the information is out there. But how come we can't get it? That's a good question. Okay. I... I it should be somewhere. Can somebody has it. Come, can the 15 senators get together and try to put some pressure on somebody to get us that information? I know some have, but they haven't called me back to verify yay or nay. Mm -hmm. Some have. Uh, one in particular did, and the information that I was given w was ridiculously, was in insulting to people to give it to give a senator like that. You know, and... Uh, I just don't know. Yeah. Well, the proof is in the pudding because our budget, which 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 we for the last ten, fifteen years gets four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand was the last one, and then you look at that budget outlay. You gave me that. What what about the veterans' budget? And the thing of it is, those girls down at at, at the vet's office working for peanuts. Yeah. Yes. Peanuts, literally. Yeah. I mean, how I mean, can you survive? Yeah. And that's being kind. 
And, and that's being kind. You know, and, and we're, if we're going to get into that, we're, that's a huge conversation. Ooh. So let's go ahead and take a quick break, <laughs> and we'll be back right after this. This is Fed Talk on News Talk K57. If you're an iPhone owner, Apple's new update, iOS 14.5, gives you a choice. Will you let Facebook watch everything you do online? Your Tuesday Tech Update is brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. If you haven't already been notified, Apple has a free operating system update for all iPhone and iPad owners. It's called iOS 14.5, and it will carefully watch the apps that you open. Say, for example, Facebook. When you open Facebook, your iPhone will prompt you with questions asking if you will allow Facebook and other similar apps to track wherever you go across the Internet. Of course, Facebook is none too happy about this because tracking generates about $40 billion a year for Facebook. Apparently, this iOS 14.5 issue has caused a personal rift between Mark Zuckerberg and Apple CEO Tim Cook. Bottom line, it may be bad for Facebook, but it's good for everyone else. I'm Kim Commando. When you call a Dell Technologies advisor, you're talking to someone who isn't waiting for their turn to speak, but who actually wants to hear what you have to say. They're focused on you, ready to give advice on everything from laptops to the cloud and offer tailored solutions powered by Intel vPro platform to keep your small business ready for what's next. Dell advisors listen so you know your small business needs have been heard. Call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. If you're a business owner, you don't need me to tell you that running a business is tough. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your finances, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash kim. netsuite.com slash kim. Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. to buy, sell, or trade just about everything else. Trade a horn. Brought to you by me, Wallace the World Roberto. Only here on News Talk K57. Pearl in Guam listens online and on K57 KGUM. Big shout out Thank you. to our brave women and men at Anderson Air Force Base and Big Navy U.S. Naval Base. They are listening to us on News Talk K57 on Guam. 570 AM, K57.com, PNC Guam.com, the K57 apps. And now on 96.5 FM, you're locked on to News Talk K57. 
100 years, Carrier has been cooling the world, and for more than 30 years, Carrier has served the community and has made Guam their home. You can count on Carrier to be here for all your air conditioning needs for the years to come. Carrier offers Wi-Fi controllable split units that can be controlled from your smartphone from anywhere around the world. This Buy Local Message is brought to you by the Sorensen Media Group and Carrier Guam. Call your carrier man today and make your home feel right. Blood clots can happen to anyone. Up to 900,000 people in the United States are affected by blood clots each year, and 100,000 die from them. Blood clots don't discriminate. You or a loved one could be at risk right now. The good news is blood clots can be prevented. Knowing the risks and symptoms are key. On average, one person in the United States dies of a blood clot every six minutes. Don't let that be you or someone you know. Learn more at stoptheclot.org slash spread the word. This week, we take a look back at some of our favorite Dave Ross commentaries. Today's is sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Here's Dave Ross. Nordstrom sells a lot of expensive distressed jeans, but this week, it started selling jeans that were not only distressed, but distressed with simulated caked-on mud. From coast to coast, people were either condemning Nordstrom or pounding the keyboard yelling, for sake, why didn't I think of that? But the ultimate condemnation came from the host of Dirty Jobs, Mike Rowe. As a country, what are we... What the hell are we doing, man? This is a world completely defined right now by fake everything. But you're all missing the point. Just like Mike, I have real dirty jeans, including my X-rated pair with the Gorilla Tape and staples holding the crotch together. And I can tell you that each pair carries a painful memory. Because all of my dirty jeans began as spotless brand new jeans until the day I decided, it's a minor repair, I can do it without changing clothes. What's the chance I'm going to smear roofing tar all over my spotless jeans? Nordstrom's pre-ruined jeans solve that problem. They eliminate the pain of ruining perfectly good jeans, and by making dirty jeans a high-fashion item, I can proudly wear my weekend clothes to work. And the other reason I hope this catches on, if the market price for dirty jeans is now $425, my Goodwill clothing donations are a bigger write-off than Trump's real estate deals. Brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Remember, customize and save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Good evening, welcome back to Vet Talk on News Talk K57. My name is Sean Watson, member of the VFW. Johnny Tyson, Tom Devlin, Militia Purple Hunter. I think we missed Johnny on that one, but Johnny's still in the room with us. We did because he keeps touching the buttons. Hey. Don't touch the button. All right, go wash your hands. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I, I'm going to say that something, that. but I'm dying, and I'm not going to say it. <laughs> All right, uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this, Tom, but you and I were actually on the radio Monday after Monday morning, actually. A lot of people know it. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I, uh, I, I, I had a, a misspeak 
I want to get that straight. I know I've said before, if I said something wrong, I will own up to it. Uh, I said that the Veterans Cemetery down in PD was a national cemetery. It is not. What I meant to say is it follows the national cemetery uh, rules. That way we can get the grant money to help improve that. And there were some phone calls and a lot of people, uh, or a couple people wanted to make sure that I was set straight on that. I, I understand. I know it's not a veteran or a national cemetery. It is Guam land. It is a Guam cemetery for veterans. But we follow the national rules so we can apply for the grant. That's what Director Uggins been working on is clearing up the uh, write-ups from the last inspection in 2018 so we can apply for that grant to get money. All right. So uh, we were actually on uh, Polly's show uh, to talk about the budget for the Guam Veterans Affairs Office, which is what we were starting to get into right before the break. Uh, the overall budget is set to be... Uh, but seven hundred sixty-eight thousand six hundred six dollars. Okay. Uh, of that, uh, of that one hundred and is this right? Where's my glasses? I don't know. You just supposed to wear your glasses. What are you asking me for? Uh, why did I print this out in such small numbers? Of course, I don't know. What are you asking me for? I don't. Uh, you because you weren't there when I was doing it. That's probably true. I know it was. John, you get your reading glasses out too. Yeah, oh. I'm, I'm All right. Uh, My mic's not. Over. Uh, Press the button. What button? The oh, button. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Got you, boss. Yeah. Thank the, you, Candy. All right. Are, are we ready? Everybody good now? I got my glasses. Okay. I got my glasses, too. The the salary for the administration office down in Nassau, 491229 $491,229. Just under half a million dollars. Cemetery for salary, just under two hundred thousand. So that leaves about thirty-two thousand dollars. I'm rounding here. Mm -hmm. About thirty-two thousand dollars for operations. Right. Some things that are needed down there. Uh, there's contract support for uh, copy machines, Xeroxes, blah blah blah. Uh, that's fifty-four hundred dollars a year. Office supplies is set for six thousand dollars a year. Uh, trash pickup forty two hundred dollars a year. Uh, fuel uh, six thousand dollars a year. Capital outlay they're wanting to buy a new uh, funeral canopy, a new lowering device, and new chairs that be used for the funeral. We should have three on standby. One operable and two on standby. Uh, you're talking about lowering device. Whatever, lift a hoist. Of right. Uh, the canopy and lowering device each listed for ten thousand uh, dollars. Ten chairs at two hundred fifty dollars a piece, so that's twenty five hundred dollars, which brings that to forty four thousand uh, <laughs> dollars. I I said this on Monday. I'll say it again. Uh, I think that everything that needs to be done needs to be in this budget and let the elected officials say, no, we're, we're lining this one out. We don't have the money for this. We don't have the money for this. The director had said that he wanted a, a budget of $2.4 million, roughly. Correct? Is that what, that's what he That's what he said. We'll get, the, we'll get the operation up to snuff. 
right. two cemeteries and the office. That's what he, he told the governor, this is how it's going to work. This is what you need to get those operations the way they should be. Mm -hmm. he, told the, uh, he told us on the air the same thing, and he told the Veterans Commission the same thing. So that's, you know, that's what he told the governor. He, said, he told us, he told the governor that. The governor submitted the budget, or whatever the budget is, that's what she submitted. Now it's in the hands of the legislature. Whether I agree with it or not, mm -hmm. but I think we all know how you agree or disagree with that. Yeah. Because uh, uh, you've been saying a million dollars for how many years now? Too many. Yeah. Uh, Johnny. But look at the look at the look at the office staff personnel. Mm hmm I had Bobby look over the budget on that because she used to finance with uh, Continental, and she looked and said, "My gosh, those girls are." They, they, it's, it's sad. It's so sad. If the people of Guam and our, our retirees and disabled vets knew exactly what was going on in that vet office, they'd be condemning it, as well as the building, probably. Mm -hmm. But the thing of it is, this goes on and on with every administration. And you think you'd learn from your mistakes, but they don't. And then I find out that the new projection of, of what the vets bring to Guam, that's 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 terrible yeah, and the there's only 14 people scheduled on this budget to work mm -hmm. and currently five of those positions are vacant yeah yeah and then they're up for recertification and the, the, the budget for recertification the, the the one thing that was blaring obvious to me when I looked at this budget was off-island travel there was none uh, how, how are these uh, veteran service reps being trained? Are they only doing online? The whole uh, thing is, is a fallacy. I, I, I know we're, in the, we're, we're still in pandemic mode for the most part. Yeah. Okay. Uh, however, there is still a requirement for veteran service officers to be certified every year. And, and unless, unless something has changed, that doesn't get certified here on Guam, Tom. I will repeat what I said Monday. I would like to see the governor of Guam, the lieutenant governor of Guam, and every one of the 15 senators on Guam get in the bus, all in the same bus, whether Republican or Democrat, and take a tour of the office, the upstairs, the downstairs, around the area, and go down to both cemeteries as a group. Mm -hmm. And they're told the good, the bad, and the ugly as a group. This way, there's no misunderstanding. They may disagree with this or that, fine. But they're all told the same thing at one time. When has that ever happened on Guam? Well, we're the vet talk show. We advocate for the vets. Right. If we don't start telling it like it is and tell the truth, well, no matter how bad they call us bad boys, you know, it's, it's going to stay this way, stagnant, and it's just going to lament on, 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 go on forever and ever like a festering sore right and the the budget uh was that coming in 2020 when uh every time i left island everything got crazy yes oh, that that's a bring in the 2020 budget yes uh which on on this piece of paper that i'm looking at that is the budget says that this might have been the proposed budget i i don't remember imagine that i don't remember something <laughs> tom 
but this says <laughs> This says $499,248, which I think is the budget that was passed. However, the legislature added $270,000 to that, I believe, to bring it up to just over $700,000. I think it was a little less than that. Uh, yeah. A little less. But it wasn't in the actual budget. It was a supplemental. They took it from the courthouse. Right. That's what they, they yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, this this is so convoluted. It's like whenever the court system needs money, they tell the chief of police, all right, tell the boys we're short this month. So the boys go out and they start handing out these tickets because I found out that all the money generated from those tickets goes to the courthouse. Then the police ask for a higher budget for next year. Because all the money that's generated from that agency goes to another agency. It's like, you know, it's like that shell game, you know. You don't know where the money's going, you know. Find but it proof is in the pudding. Find the peanut. The vet budget is 700000 We generate $64 million. We gotten uh, $663 million from the federal government to cover all the expenses. And not one dollar is going to the vets. Yeah. But the, the reason I brought up the, the 2020 budget is because of something you said, Johnny. Uh, this is the Veteran Talk radio show. Mm -hmm. And what we do is we talk about the issues that are out there for the veterans. Mm -hmm. So the word gets out. It's not that we're, we're saying that this is wrong. We are. But it's to get other people to understand what's going on with this. Because how many people have the budget in their hands or have had this but the budget coming up in their hands for the coming year how many people uh it's delivered to the legislature right how many veterans out there have it none probably the three of us i got three. one i got the one you gave me i stole from you right so that's two <laughs> uh, it's and, and i said this monday i'll say it again it's not that i'm saying that Director Tim Muggan down there is doing a bad job. He's doing a good it, job. I, I think he's doing a, a great job. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about the budget, and Tom agrees. I think Johnny will agree with this. It, it's not enough money. Not at all. It's never been enough money. That's it, the problem. Exactly. If the budget would have been increased nominally over the years, we probably wouldn't be sitting here talking about the budget. Within reason. We may have disagreements in the budget itself, but this has been underfunded. They know it's underfunded. They say they, they you know, it's like a pie. They got to cut the pie. They got to cut the pie. And I still go on. I'm tired of being called a hero when you nickel and dime me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I pulled this particular piece of paper out of the bag, but the the papers that were signed by uh, the director. Uh, uh, B. B. Moore. Uh, who? B. B. Moore. Is that what you're saying? No. Uh, the 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 small pieces of paper that were given with the budget that was signed by the director saying certified oh, okay. da, yeah, da, right. da. Uh, there were some things that was listed on there which is how many vehicles they have yeah they have they, they have, have a repair bill of 16,000 right they have four vehicles and it on and the notes of that it said that two vehicles need to be completely replaced replaced at $16,000 a piece how come that's not in this budget how come it's not in the budget to ask for it I can't answer that question. When you look around, you see these government-going vehicles. 
brand new Ram 350s, you know, uh, giant uh, double axle and stuff. Uh, vehicle upkeep. Yeah. Oil changes have to be done. That should be a line item on the budget. Vehicle maintenance. Vehicles. Maintenance. Boom, boom, boom. That's just, that's just me looking at a budget. Tom's looking at me like no I'm crazy. No replacements for the vacancies. Yeah. And these people are the ones that are helping the vets make money for the island. Excuse me, whatever they bring in converts to money for the budget of Guam. Yeah. My suggestion is that uh, <coughs> whoever has the copies of this should give these copies to the Veterans Commission so the various leaders of the various veterans organizations can bring up bring that back to their membership and say that this is the budget that the government's proposing to the legislature. These are black and white. These are the facts and figures. Are you willing to go along with this or are you going to say something and say this isn't right? We've been say not saying much for many, many years. Which senators are the ones that are, that are in charge of uh, the, um, the, the veterans? Senator Pito. Uh, is he the only one? No, he's the chairman he's and chairman. Uh, uh, Tony Atta is the vice, vice chairman. Well, we had Tony in the office here when he was running for senator, mm -hmm. and supposedly this and this and this, but I haven't heard anything from Pito. I haven't heard anything in regards to any of this memorial services or Liberation Day or uh, Happy Marine Corps birthday or any of that. It's, it's like, okay, I'm the head of this thing, but just keep it in the closet or push it aside. Well, you know, because those dates just sneak up on you. They're different times every year, right? Excuse me. If you got three kids and you're the daddy, you know the birthday. Because if you don't, Mama Bear gonna scratch you all over. You heard that, Bobby? Get ready to scratch him. Well, I ag I agree <laughs> with John. There should be a better accounting from certain elected leaders. And generally speaking, most veterans hold veterans who held political office mm -hmm. to a higher standard. Of in course. general, in general. Of course. And um, I, I agree with John. And I think we have, to have, we have to have more from our elected leaders speaking out about the budget and saying, we've got to do something. We can't do something at the last minute where we'll have a supplemental to a supplemental. We've got to do something today. Because that budget was submitted early this month. That's when the budget was submitted. Mm-hmm. And it was signed off by everybody. Josh Tenorio, the governor, yeah. the budget of bureau, what's his name, the Carlson. Englishman? Carlson. The, yeah. Oh, Burns. 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 Certified, bona fide, rectified, yeah. you know? All right. I, I hate to keep kicking a dead horse. Oh, I don't want to kick a horse. All right. <laughs> let's, let's put out some other information, okay. shall we? Guys? Switch. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> this is uh, for VA questions. If you have questions about VA, uh, it says here, VA has answers. Call VA today, the phone number 1-800-MY-VA-411. That's 1-800-698-2411. Uh, it says the, you only need to remember one number for information on VA care, benefits, and services to speak to a live agent or assistance. Again, 1-800-MY-VA-411, 1-800-698-2411.
And now for the news from the <laughs> attorney, Gen or Inspector General. Uh, I don't know. I don't know which one of these I want to do first. These these are some good ones. These are some good ones. Uh, all right. Yeah, let's do this one. Co-conspirator charged with stealing four hundred and seventy thousand dollars from VA uh, Michigan Treasury. Actually, that's what the one I was looking for. Uh, uh, this was for charges. One count of conducting a criminal enterprise, a felony punishable by 20 years imprisonment, $100,000 fine. Four counts of false pretense, uh, 50000 to 100000 a felony punishable 15 years. Two counts of false pretense, 20000 to $50,000, uh, punishable 15 years. Two counts false pretense, $1,000 to $20,000, felony punishable by five years imprisonment. <clears throat> this individual is the four-time habitual offender of frauding the VA. Four times. If she's found guilty on any of these, it's automatic life imprisonment. Automatic. 60 years old. Wow. So it's like a life sentence, basically. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. no, it, it, it <coughs> fourth time. No, I know. I'm uh, if she was 20 years old, <laughs> life imprisonment. Uh, but, yeah, four times. Uh, that was in uh, Lansing, Michigan. <laughs> Five people charged, two others in milk guilt, in $93 million health care fraud scheme uh, in New Jersey. Oh, let's see. The rules in massive durable medical equipment and genetic cancer screening kickback fraud schemes. I'm not going to mention names. Uh, a <laughs> wide, wide range of ages, 46 to 78 years old. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Two individuals pled guilty by video conference. Uh, each defendant played a role in defrauding health care benefits program by offering, paying, soliciting, and receiving kickbacks and bribes in exchange for completed doctor's orders for durable medical equipment, namely orthopedic braces. Uh, see, the defendant caused the loss to Medicare Tricare uh, Chant VA of approximately $93 million. This is crazy. This is crazy. Uh, but the four-time habitual offender, that, that just got, I was reading that before the show, I went, you got to be kidding me. Four-time? Uh, and we also said, didn't we, Tom, we, we go, all right, these are the people that are getting caught. How many more are out there still doing this, you know, going, oh, well, <laughs> who's heard this before? Uh, well, they're not doing it like I did it. I'm going to do it the right way. <laughs> uh, all right, this one's out of Virginia, uh, Newport News. Uh, a woman pled guilty to wire fraud and aggravated identity theft in connection with the scheme to defraud, defraud veterans. Oh, wow. Uh, 59 years old. She operated an entity known as Veteran Services of the Commonwealth. Uh, basically what she was doing, I'm not going to read it. I, I remember this story. Uh, what she was doing is she was getting uh, veteran home grants mm -hmm. to repair veterans' homes. 
And when you do that, that money has to be used for whatever uh, upgrades you're doing to the, the, the veterans' homes. Uh, she failed to put, uh, perform all the work and use portion of the payments for her own benefit and other purposes of the of the money. Uh, she faces two years. I'm sorry, maximum penalty of twenty years in prison. That wasn't the Lamborghini one, right? No, that was a whole different one. But I think that was two weeks ago we talked about that one, right? Uh, uh, well, it wasn't just a Lamborghini. There was several. That was, high uh, that was crazy. I got, I got that in my bag. If you want to see that story again, or right. go around, Johnny. What do you have? I I missed the Polly Suba show. Nobody called me. The Polly Suba for the. It's all right. I know who his favorites are. Tom, just throw it straight to you. Well, I got a phone call today from an uh, individual at the Seabar Clinic about making an appointment to see my doctor. Mm -hmm. They're not doing it in the clinic. It's by telephone again. So I haven't seen my doctor in almost two years. <laughs> you know, and with that, we'll pick up right there next Wednesday for Johnny, Tom, Jana, Gandhi, I'm Sean. We'll this is Vet Talk on News Talk K57. See you next week. Good night, team. <laughs> oh, that This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original.